0: but they are going to really miss Mandzukic.
1: When we bought him for 40 million with the buyback clause, I was thinking, what the hell are you doing?
0: Who in his last three seasons has won the Champions League, the Premier League and the Russian Premier League. Gavardio is going to be one to watch for sure.
2: I reckon they must have been looking at that West Ham team and thinking, oh my God, look at those two absolutely killing it in the Premier League.
0: He's he's it's weird because it's
1: like he's a poacher. Whenever he's in the box, he always just seems the ball seems to fall to him. It's like when
0: Thomas Muller plays. He is he is championship level, which is why he never made it at Chelsea.
2: They've got a lot more hope going forward than they have defensively. That's that's for sure.
1: Let's let's be honest, England is probably one of the bigger teams in the tournament.
0: You're losing an excellent left-back in Tierney by sticking him at centre-back. Does Billy Gilmore deserve to go to the Euros? I personally think Aaron wan should go.
2: But he can play left-back if need be, and actually does a fairly decent job. No, Shaw has to start.
1: Shaw's had the better season, by far. He, he's been the best left-back in the league this season.
0: Harry Kane has to start. Ezri Konza, I think, personally, has been one of the best English centre-backs in the Premier League this season. Do we want two centre-backs next to each other who are so prone to mistakes? And if it goes
1: don't. to a three, the likelihood is probably
0: Walker would come in. Uh, Dean Henderson, do we think he's done enough to start?
2: Yeah, Henderson in gold. Yeah, it's not for me, Clive, to be honest. But,
0: okay, um, fuck it. We just, take the no, cycling. We, we just take the cycling GK and deal with it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's master. fine. No matter what, next season, Ivan Toney is a Premier League striker. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Lane's Locker Room. This is the fourth episode in my series all about Euro 2020. This week's all about Group D and, of course, the mighty England. I'm joined by Lewis Blackmore and Jack Guffrey. All right, boys, how you doing?
1: Not too bad, Harrison.
0: Hello. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to have you both on so we can uh, chat about England. But uh, It's
2: good to be back, mate. It's good to be back.
0: Thank you. Thank you, boys, for coming back on again. Um, to start with, we're, we're obviously going to leave England to the end because uh, I think a lot of people at home know we could just talk about England for a very long time. So we'll jump straight into Croatia. who Let's take it back to World Cup 18. They put us out. Do we think they're as strong now as they were then?
1: That's an interesting question, really. Um, Because they are a very strong European side, but not necessarily one that you'd you'd say is a a big side. They've got a lot of world-class players, but a lot of their world-class talent is getting quite a bit older. You know, you're talking about your your Modric's, your Perisic's, your Manzukic's. you know... Um they they have got some decent young talent coming through, like of Josip Briccarlo. Um and um I don't think I don't think this tournament will necessarily be as good for them because the the team that they had and the players that they had uh in that World Cup campaign were at the top of their game. Didn't Luka Modric win Ballon d'Or that year?
0: Yes, you mentioned so, um, you mentioned Mandzukic. They actually named the 26-man squad yesterday. Mandzukic is not in the 26-man squad now. Wow. Very I interesting. He carried them quite heavily up top, but you met... i think you mentioned Josip Brkalo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think him or Ante Rebic would probably lead the line, but they are going to really miss Mandzukic.
2: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, like you say, he was like the talisman at that World Cup for them. And, yeah, that's how they did so well. I mean, that game they played against England. I mean, although I suppose a lot of it was England's fault, but uh, they were there to sort of seize on the chance, weren't they, to destroy us, and they did. So, <laughs> yeah. Like Jack said, yeah, they've got a really strong team. And, yeah, I think their problem is they haven't got enough youth players coming through, really, because... I I doubt Mod, Modric may play in the next World Cup, obviously because it's only next year. But I think it'll probably be the last tournament after that. Yeah, well, I and, think
0: the bloke's uh, I think he's thirty three now. Maybe I,
2: I thought he's thirty five, isn't he? I could, think. Be,
0: could be even. I know he's I know he's getting on. Like he yeah. still obviously bosses the midfield for Real Madrid, but he's obviously surrounded there by Kroos and Casemiro. But then there's yeah. I can't. I can't shit on Kovacic and Brozovic because other than injuries, Kovacic would be in that Chelsea team every single week this season. And I think you you know a lot more about him than us, Jack. What do you actually think of Kovacic?
1: He absolutely would be. You know, um, in his time at Chelsea, it started off quite low. And when when we bought him for £40 million with the buyback clause, I was thinking, well, what the hell are you doing? Um, and then he's become one of our best players,
2: quite I, frankly. I, I Yeah, to add to that, I remember, was it, if he rolled back to sort of the uh, middle of last season, he was probably the most influential player in the team, really. Easily. I mean, Easily. I think he probably suited the system under Lampard more. I'm not sure if you'd, you'd probably agree with that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a shame he hasn't really been able to get into the Chelsea team now. But I mean, can you really, can you really take out Kante and... Uh, Jorginho at the moment
1: well I think the biggest problem at the moment has been injury
2: yeah, um,
1: yeah. which is why Jorginho started ahead of him more often but yeah uh, if you're looking at that Chelsea side really Kante is one of the first names on the team sheet and then it's just a case of who you play next to him and Kovacic is one of those players who will happily take the ball anywhere and happily dribble the ball anywhere against anyone you know
2: I just think it'd be good for him to be able to flex what he can do internationally you know and sort of um, send a message out to Tuchel, like, you know, look look at me, I'm out here playing my best game and I could do that for you as well, you know?
0: <laughs> well, that that will be the midfield three for Croatia. I don't think there's any doubt in that. It will be Modric, Brozovic and Kovacic because they seem to play uh, a 4 3 because three, that's when you get um, Perisic, Prokala and Rebic involved up front. The one player yeah. I think they're really going to rely on is Lovren who in his last three seasons has won Champions League, the Premier League and the Russian Premier League. Like, okay, you might not, not all Liverpool fans, Lewis, might not have liked Lovren too much, but...
2: Well, I tell you what, we, we could have done it with him within this season, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, just imagine.
2: The irony of it is we relied on so many defenders this season, but Lovren would have been the answer, you know, <laughs> this season. Yeah, it's, it's a really funny, funny one, but yeah, I think... um yeah, that bit of experience at the back for Croatia would be like invaluable, won't it? I he's think been, as well. been there and done it, hasn't he? So
0: he'd be there at the back, uh, partnering uh, the youngster from Dynamo Zagreb, Josko Kovardiol, yeah. who um, I know from playing football manager that he is just watching him from that and then looking at him online. He is a really good player. He might not play every game, but he has a presence at the back that is quite big for a 19-year-old. And if he can go and partner Lovren, who we know is a world-class defender, who he himself proclaimed as the best defender when he was at Liverpool in the world, um, I think he could really nurture him to be in a really good centre-back this tournament. Gavardio is going to be one to watch for sure. Yeah, they and- still
1: have the likes of Vedran
0: Um The defenders they've named are... Simi Vesalko, who obviously is yeah. the forgotten man at Madrid because of Trippier. Yeah. Uh, Domago Vida, the yeah, guy at yeah. Pondtel. Uh Josip Jovanovic, he's at Legia Warsaw. Mm. Uh, du- Duja car he's at Marseille.
1: Yeah.
0: Borna Barasic, the Rangers guy. Oh, yes. So he's, he, he could get in that team very easily. Yeah, he could do. And the other two we haven't named are Mile Skoric, who I've never heard of him. He's from Osijek. And then... um. Domago braderich who's actually the starting defender for Lille, and i mean they could go on and potentially win the um league earn this weekend they've got a a really strong set of defenders there really but there's nothing there that really excites me going forward
1: they've got uh, they have got a fair few attacking options in fairness have they named like the likes of Kramerich as well A, a, a man that we've forgotten He's been banging goals for Hoffenheim for the past yeah. couple of years,
0: and they've got uh, um, Orsic, uh, Boudemir, I've got uh, Orsic, Boudemir.
1: brilliant Ors- in the Europa League.
0: Yep, it's, it's and Bruno Petkovic, who's his partner in that Zagreb team as well. I, I think a lot of people are forgetting about Croatia in this tournament, especially us in this country, because it's England's group. Everyone thinks, oh, England are going to win it. England are going to do this and that. But we don't get to see all of these players in the Croatian team. And I think a lot of people forget that just because they don't play in England, doesn't it doesn't mean they're not good. For instance, the, the midfield three I keep mentioning, Brozovic, Kovacic and Modric. We don't probably have a midfield three that could rival that really. Or if you think about it, they're all three in world class, Brozovic is going to be um, Serie A champion uh, by the time this, uh, podcast goes out, Modric could be about to lift the La Liga trophy again. Obviously, you never know, Kovacic might win the Champions League, eh, Jack? Might do. There's, there's <laughs> still a chance. <laughs> so that's three midfielders who could go into that tournament on really massive highs compared to some of the England players.
2: No, you're, you're actually bang on with that. 100%. It's
0: definitely one to watch. Um Just... Listening off some things about them. Uh, they finished third in 1968, and that's their best finish. Most recently went out in round 16 in qualification. Um, they won their qualification group with five wins, two draws, one loss. So pretty good.
2: Pretty good seven,
0: 17 go- 17 goals in
1: five games
0: Yeah,
1: is not bad going at all. Not at all. Three goals a game. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: So if we, we move on from uh, Croatia, we move to um, the Czech Republic, who at the minute have been slightly marred by the Kudela incident with Rangers, mm. which obviously isn't amazing for them to go into the tournament with. Um, they, have, they have some cracking players in that team. And I think we've got to look at the West Ham duo of um, Vladimir Sufal and Thomas Soshek. What do you guys think of them?
2: Yeah, I mean, I reckon uh, whoever is in charge of the Czech Republic, I don't know who, who it is, but I reckon they must have been looking at that West Ham team and thinking, oh my God, look at those two absolutely killing it in the Premier League at the moment. And they must be just so excited to like have some players that are on such good form, you know, because, OK, yeah, Czech Republic have always been there or thereabouts, you know, in a tournament, yeah. but... I think this is probably the best chance they've got of really advancing in a long while. To be honest,
0: the thing is, they they go into this tournament without having any massive attacking presence that they used to have. They don't have no Pavel Nedveds or Karol Paborskis, Milan Barros, Tomasz Roziski. They don't have that, but they do have Patrick Schick, who yeah. I think will be it'll be their main man, and he is gonna put up a gonna cause a lot of trouble. For the um for the defenses in this in this group. 100 percent Yeah. And
2: also, weirdly, there's um Mate Vidra, who I always forget about, is actually still in the Premier League at
0: Burnley. Yeah, and he's actually been getting quite a lot more minutes recently. Yeah, yeah. Sean Deitch using his squad rotation in a very small squad. Um, he's definitely stepped up recently, knowing that the Euros are coming up. Um, as well as as well as Sufal, sushek you've mentioned um Mate Vidra, pa- Patrick Schick. Uh, they've got two really good wide players in uh, Yankto and Masapust. Uh Yankto has played really well this season, having an absolute storming season. Um, but this team is one to watch. They've got an ex-Chelsea star at centre-back, Thomas Callas. Callas, which, yeah. If he had been given his chance at Chelsea, he probably could have followed the steps of Rhys James because he originally was a right-back, so he could have done that. Um one player I'm really interested in seeing is, I don't know if you guys know him, is Pavel Kadabarek. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Right yeah, wing who, back.
0: Yeah. Oppenheimer, actua- I think, again. Yes, yes. But He actually, for the Czech, he plays a centre-back partner for Kalas. Very so, interesting, actually. Yeah, because obviously they're going to rely on Foul to be their right back. He wouldn't fit into the team, but most recently he has partnered Kalas, centre-back, and it's interesting because he is super quick. He's a big presence at centre-back, really is. They've got, they Look, Czech Republic have some
1: very decent players. The problem that they've had historically is that their best players have been at opposite ends of the pitch. You know, Petr Cech in goal, and like you said, the likes of Milan Baros playing up top, or, or Pavel Nedved. Um, but now they actually have a, a decent pool of talent. Mm. Uh, we've already talked about the West Ham duo. So check from... Defensive midfield is scoring goals. He's a ridiculous aerial threat. He's he's it's weird because it's like he's a poacher. Whenever he's in the box, he always just seems the ball seems to fall to him. It's like when Thomas Muller plays. It, it it doesn't he's always in the right place at the right time and he always scores. Yeah, unbelievable. That, that's that's gonna yeah. be massive. It, it, that's gonna be massive for them because I think Patrick Schick got up here, was their their top scorer in qualifying with only four goals. Yeah. And they scored 13, but they let in 11. Uh, it's going to be interesting how they play. Probably you look at the teams that will be coming up against in this group, they'll, they'll probably play more on the defensive side, I would have yes. thought.
2: I, um, think the I link
1: wouldn't cup, have thought that gonna- this is a team that's going to Press you and it's, you know, the really, they're not going to be a team that has seven, eight, nine yeah, shots yeah, in a sort of, game. They're going to look to nick a goal. Yeah. And, it's,
2: it's almost guaranteed off they're off. going to concede goals, isn't it? You know, with the they haven't really got, as you'd say, like a world class defender apart from maybe Sufal, but he's more attacking than defensively minded.
0: That's but, like, like I just mentioned about Kadabarik and Kalas. I mean, Kalas is a championship level centre back. And Kadabarak is a right wing back, and if that is their centre back partnership going into the Euros, where well, any defender in any striker in this group will exploit that massively. All you've got to do is stay on Kalas's shoulder, and he's you're you're past him. Like he is he is Championship level, which is why he never made it at Chelsea. And then you yeah can't, no, I, yeah, yeah you can't I, I don't expect a right wing back to fill in at centre back perfectly. No way.
2: Okay. This is the thing, and it yeah I, yeah I I think. Uh they've got a lot more hope going forward than they have defensively. That's that's for sure. And uh, I think they're probably their MO is probably going to be, let's go and just score and then we'll work out the defensive side mm-hmm. of things later on.
0: <laughs> yes. And the last player yeah. I want so to even mention... Even though... If, go on. If, in fairness to them,
1: though, uh, in the two qualifying games against England, there were two very, very different results. The game at Wembley, the game at Wembley, we battered them 5-0. But the game in Prague, they beat us two one. I think it was. Yes. So they they've proven they can nick goals against. I'm saying the bigger teams, but let's let's be honest. England is probably one of the bigger teams in the tournament. They're probably the biggest team in the group. Yeah. I, th- I think after after our World Cup run, we've we've sort of solidified that. But um, yeah, th- there'll be a, a dangerous side that we can't take too lightly
0: or the other teams in the group can't take too lightly definitely I mean there's one player that I really want to mention for the Czech Republic and that's Adam Hoshlech I think that's how you say his name he's going to make us all feel old born in 2002 he's got um oh <laughs> 11 goals in 18 appearances for Sparta Prague this season he's, well, he's only 18 years old um, now he is an exciting young talent who, if you, if they really wanted to, they could play a 4-4-2 or just two strikers in general and have him alongside Shik. He's quick, he can score goals, and he will be a big danger to some, to some of the defenders in this group. I, I don't know if they have much luck against England because we've got some big guys at the back and just push him around a bit because he's not very big. But he's one of the youngsters I'm good, definitely going to be watching in this in this tournament because... um. Liverpool have excited Twitter by there's rumors going around saying they're interested in him probably one of those things where they buy him and loan him out but he's um he's definitely one to watch this summer.
2: Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting I think to watch this Czech side and I uh, see how they do in the group. I uh, you know we've said we said about uh, dark horses before and I think they could be potentially.
0: You're not wrong because like we've mentioned the attacking talent they have. And having Soshek and is it's going to be an exciting team. Um, They have nearly clinched the uh, Euros before finishing runners-up in 96. And like Jack mentioned, they um, were in England's group, qualified second, five wins, three losses. Um, They're a team that can do well in a tournament such as this. Um, Moving on to a team that don't do so well in tournaments is Scotland. what do we boys think of our Scotland then in this in this group? Well, Scotland. I mean, <laughs>
2: oh, sorry, Jack. Go on
1: it's just it, Scotland are an incredibly interesting prospect because, quite frankly, we don't know what the hell we're going to get from them. Um, Very true. Because, so, well, I mean, Steve Clark now plays with a back three and plays Tierney as a left centre back, plays Robertson as a left wing back. Um, their, their striking options have gotten better since Shea Adams uh, announced that he was going to play for Scotland. They've got a really good midfield, but somehow they just they 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 can't seem to put it all together, and they left it to the absolute final moments. Yeah, to to actually get in. So, I mean, in theory, when you take a look at their
0: whole squad, you think that that's a decent squad. It is. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there. The Obviously, they go into this with... They've got a very old goalkeeper between the sticks with David Marshall. But, yeah, they, they go into it. David Marshall as their first-choice keeper. And then the team... Oh, yeah, he's the understudy at Derby, um, uh, yeah. so according to Squawker. Um, but they go into, like you said, they play a back three. This team is, team is really weird because Andy Robertson is the perfect left-back you want as a left-wing back. Yeah. Really. Attacking and yeah. defensive-wise, he's been the best left-back in the Premier League now since he since he was at Liverpool. And there's no doubt about that. But you're losing an excellent left-back in Tierney by sticking him at centre-back, which it's really hard. And you've also got, I think it's Aaron Hickey, who plays for Bologna, on, I think he was on loan or something from a Scottish side, but now has officially joined them. You've also got Greg Taylor as a left back from Celtic. That is a hard position to fill, but I think Robertson takes it. And also, it's the fact they play Scott McTominay as centre-back.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that baffles me completely, <laughs> to be honest. Like, has he ever done that for United?
0: I the only time it. the only time he does that is when he fills in when someone has to go off injured or we're going for the attack and we will take off a centre back and shove a striker on.
2: It, I don't think he really suits centre back. You know, some you see some midfielders and think, oh yeah, they could do a job back there, but like he doesn't give me that sort of vibe. Do you know what I mean? No, not at all. Especially as how, how how clinical he can be like going forward. Well, we've seen he's that. Their best.
0: We? He's their best centre midfielder. I mean. I'd love to see a midfield partnership of him and John McGinn.
2: I'd argue John McGinn. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say he's the best midfielder. I'd say, yeah, John McGinn, yeah.
0: (laughs) But imagine those two linking up in the middle. That would work perfectly.
2: Oh, big time, yeah. I mean, talk about having an experienced midfield. I mean, they're two top Premier League players, aren't they? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's exciting, isn't it, for them?
0: It is. I mean, Jack, I've got to ask you. Does Billy Gilmore deserve to go to the Euros? I think the problem
1: with Billy Gilmore is this season he did have his injury doubts. He he came back into the squad. He's played a couple of games, and you know what? He's actually done quite well. I think if you want that person who's going to look forward and play those inside passes, which look they're going to need to do against, see, like we said, Czech Republic are probably going to be a more defensively minded team because that's their weakness. If you have someone like a Billy Gilmore in the midfield who can play those intricate passes and is always looking forward, dangerous passes to someone like Shea Adams, who's got so much pace and a quality finish on him, you know, that's a magical combo. And then when you can rely on McTominay to sit a bit deeper as a midfielder and pop up in the box when he needs to, and John McGinn, who can quite literally do everything, got an absolute wonderful effort,
2: I tell you what is funny though, if you'd have said to me last season, oh, um uh what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh, Che yeah, sorry. Um if you'd have said, Oh yeah, Che Adams is gonna play for Scotland or the Euros next year, if you'd have asked me if you'd have said that to me last season, I'd have said, Yeah, no way. Like, he's not good enough. He's not scoring enough goals, like, what are you on about? But like this season, he's been a completely different player. I like, think
0: it's his link his link with Danny Ings has been perfect I'm hoping I mean not
2: not always no that's not always the case though because he's actually been carrying the flag pretty well when Ings has been injured for Southampton yeah. yeah. But no you're right. I think Ings has been a um you know a good mentor to him to be fair.
0: The experience uh, but, of Ings has really helped and I think um him playing alongside Lyndon Dykes will definitely help him in the Euros as well but there's, there's so many players in this um Scotland side. I mean, one they're going to miss. I believe it was announced yesterday that Ryan Jack is out injured from the Euros alongside Ollie McBurney. With Ryan Jack being now out of the tournament, that could push McTominay into the midfield and drafting in another centre-back. Um, the one player I would really like uh, Steve Clark's name in his squad is Aberdeen youngster Lewis Ferguson, who is a very similar sort of player to um, Billy Gilmore, just slightly more of an attacking presence, and he could, you, if you had him in the midfield, he will happily go forward with the striker, and he will happily come back as well. Yeah, Def- definitely, um, one to look forward to. Do do we think that Scotland could make it out of this group with England?
2: Mm, it's 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 tricky, isn't it? Because yeah, like I said, you know. Croatia are a good team and so are the Czech Republic. So I'm going to say that they're probably not going to get out of the group. That's a prediction that might come to bite me later on, I know, but uh, (laughs) that's my thoughts anyway. You know, I I, I just don't think they're strong enough, especially defensively. I really don't think they're strong enough. If
1: they wanted to make it out of the group, they'd have to beat either England or Croatia for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you saying it like that, that's not that to me is not happening. Like if they if they go with this 3-4-3 formation, that Czech Republic midfield will run them riot. No matter yeah. who you stick in that midfield alongside McGinn, he can he can try all he wants, but he's not stopping that midfield free from getting the ball up the pitch, and there's no way in hell. Um, we move on to the big one. We now have England. Now I'm you two are surely excited about talking about England. Sure. Uh, Lewis, I'm coming straight to you. Who do you take at right back? Who are your two right backs you take?
2: Oh bloody hell, that's a that's a good one, isn't it? Because okay, that's
0: been... let me say <laughs> this. Let me say this better. Do you take Trent to the Euros? Well, yeah, that's the
2: question, isn't it? isn't it? Because yeah, I I I don't think you can't. You have to, don't you? I mean, when has it ever been said that? Um, like, who else in the England squad is going to get picked this summer has been like? They said they've pointed them out and said, "Oh look, they've had a couple of bad games. Let's not pick them." You know, you haven't said that about um, any of the other England defenders, like Mings, for example. Who's probably going to go? You know, Aston yeah. Miller have been conceding a lot of goals this end of this, this season. I know he's been injured for a bit of it, but yeah, I I think you've got to take Trent to be honest. Because okay, he doesn't give you so much cover defensively, but I mean, attacking wise, he's perfect, isn't he? Especially with Kane. Up top, yeah. You know? I I think, yeah. I mean, if it was a perfect world, I'd take Reece James as well from Chelsea.
0: That's my next question for Jack. Do you take Trent, and do you take James?
2: Yes. Um, the the problem, you... the problem with that is though that we all know Gareth Southgate and we know what he does, so uh, he's probably going to take Walker, isn't he?
1: Yeah, probably. Which
2: I don't really agree with, but yeah. Anyway,
1: I think. I mean, we spoke about this on the Put Your Foot On It podcast um, back when we discussed England teams, God knows how long ago. Yeah. I think most of us said we wouldn't take Trent because he was on a really bad run of form on a, of a few games. Uh, I think since... He must have listened to the podcast because oh, since of course, then... Of course he did. Since then, he has absolutely turned it up. He, he yeah. I mean, against United, he was influential. He was unbelievable. Um, against... Oh, who was it they last played when Alisson scored? West Brom. West Brom. He Again, he was brilliant. I think he got both assists in that he, game.
0: He, he definitely got the assist for Alisson because all I've I seen know, is yeah. the, the memes of how uh, he always turns up at the right moment and it's the bloody Barcelona one and then next to the West Brom one just comparing <laughs> the images.
1: But yeah, uh, on current form, you, you, you have to take him. You know the quality he has is just ridiculous
2: and even we've as we said on put your foot on it or I think one of us did the problem is with England we're just we're it's a sort of blessing and a curse we've just got too many good right backs <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> just like Scotland have too many left backs it, is... yeah I'd love it if we could like you know do a little bit of a switch and we'll give them a few right backs if they give us a left back or two just to you know, make the choices a bit harder or whatever, or a bit easier.
0: Staying on staying on the right back talk. So we've mentioned uh you've mentioned Trent, you mentioned James, uh, heard Carl Walker's name come up. Now, Carl Walker, yes, he's the complete versatility defender. You can stick him anywhere in a back free, and he can play right back. But Lewis, there was something you said in the last Peter Fonnet podcast is that he is not a starting defender now for Man City because they've got Juan Cancelo, but one starting, two starting right backs. That it's everyone is very dubious about them. I'll start with the Man United one. Now, I personally think Aaron Wan should go because the the question that keeps being asked: If England get through to the next round and play France, which right back do you want up against Mbappe? You want Wan He's proved it twice that he can chat, he can go up against Mbappe and pocket him. Now. Kieran Trippier is just about to win the La Liga with Atletico Madrid, as long as they don't lose this weekend. I believe they have one of the best defences in Europe. They are drilled by Simeone. Do we think that Trippier deserves a place, or is Southgate just going to choose him off of memory because of that goal against Croatia?
2: Yeah, I think you make a good point. I think, to some degree, it's for posterity reasons that he'll pick Trippier, like, for the memories of the World Cup and that. And obviously, he's been to a major tournament now, so he has the experience. But, I mean, in favour of Trippier, I mean, we've seen it at the um, the qualifiers for the World Cup, that he can play left-back if need be and actually does a fairly decent job. So, uh, I think, yeah, a bit of versatility is needed, especially if we want to go far in this tournament, you know?
0: Yeah, you mentioned left-backs, okay? That's another difficult one. So I'm sure me and Jack would both argue to high heaven that he thinks Chilwell should start, I think Shaw should start, more than likely. I'm sure, I'm sure you could, yeah. (laughs) You've put Trippier in the mix. Now, he can happily be in the mix left-back, but I think it's it's very clear that it's going to be between Shaw and Chilwell. Now, taking your bias out, Jack, who would you start as a left-back?
1: Even if, yeah, no, Shaw has to start. Shaw's had the better season. By far, he's been the best left back in the league this season. He has to start,
2: that's fair enough. I mean, I'd agree with that as well, to be honest. Because,
0: well, I mean, it's the emergence of Tel. it was Telez, Teles has caused him to play this well,
2: and also, absolutely, for for the case of Chilwell, I mean, it's partly not his fault, but also, you know, Alonso is starting a few games for Chelsea as well.
0: So, however, if Southgate did go with a back five wing backs. Then I think Kierel has to start, yeah, because Shaw Shaw has filled in as a left-sided centre back, just like Kieran Tierney. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't do that in the England squad because we've got plenty of good centre backs, and it's the whole. I think to be fair, we can argue about who starts in what position all over the pitch for England at the minute, bar our number nine, because I think it's very obvious that Harry Kane has to start. Yeah. Um, the centre back partnerships, everyone keeps going Mings, Mings, Mings. But Mings has been the second best defender in that Aston Villa side. Esri Konza, I think personally, has been one of the best English centre backs in the Premier League this season.
1: To be yeah, honest. especially at the start of the season when Villa went on such a good run as well, managed to get top of the table, uh, you know, putting in unbelievable shifts and. Uh, yeah, I think every Conza is one of those players that's had an under the radar season. Not in terms of how good his performances have been, but no one's no one's been picking up
0: on them. It's because it, it, personally, it's because he's not as big as Mings, and he's not a leader like Mings. Mings, you see him on the pitch constantly shouting and The lack of crowds, you've really been able to hear Mings screaming at his team. But you could easily put Conza in a in a defense with Harry Maguire, for instance who is the perfect example of a leader. At the minute, we don't know whether he's going to be completely fit for the Euros, but would you two start him, no matter what, if he's completely fit at the Euros? And don't doesn't matter on who his centre-back partner is, because obviously there's bound to be one, but do you start Maguire?
1: Oh, it's a tough one.
2: It is a tough one, yeah, because... Because
1: he, he is prone to errors, but like you said in... Put your foot in it. Last week, he—he, he, I think he's one of the most aerial jewels. He's got one of the best tackling percentages, most clearances, most block. You know, he, basically he was top author, of the list we, in a lot of different. Yeah, stats. you know, he
2: was—he was, he was quite—he was pretty amazing at the last World Cup for England, wasn't he? Really, he
0: was—he was, he was, he was a, a, a threat in the box as well. Yeah, I mean, but he hasn't been since the Man United, which is really, really weird. Um, I
2: think it all depends on the partner, and I think well, I know who the who the partner should be, but. Oh, yeah, I'll let you carry on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think you're gonna say you're gonna say Stones. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But you the thing is, you've mentioned mistakes from Maguire. Do we want two centre backs next to each other who are so prone to mistakes? Because Stones this season, I think, has played so well because he's been partnered with easily the best defender on the planet this year, Ruben Diaz. And he's bailed him out a lot. But then Stones did go on that run where he looked unbelievable when when you when City well, on that run until they lost to United. He was, I think, playing as well or better than Diaz in that time.
2: I I think it's almost it's almost a guarantee that if both of them are fully fit, it's going to be Stones and Maguire in Southgate's mind. Yeah, yeah. In our an sort of wish list, it could probably be different, but I think that's probably what's going to start. To be honest,
0: that's that's for definite.
1: And if it well, goes to a three, the likelihood is probably Walker would come in. I'd have thought.
0: That makes sense because yeah. we'd need some pace back there. That's the only way that Walker would get in the centre back now. I think, or that,
1: maybe even Reese James because he played there in the FA Cup final and, and he did, did well.
0: And he did play really well there. No he matter, lost, it doesn't matter if they lost because it was a freak goal, but he did play well. Um, keeping with the defence, we've got to talk about the goalkeeper conundrum because. Southgate loves a goalkeeper that can play the ball, which, okay, that's Pickford, hands down. He's the best at the ball at his feet for the England keepers. Uh, Emi Martinez is now out of the question because he's been called up to the Argentina squad, which is a shame. Uh, Dean Henderson, do we think he's done enough to start?
1: Well, I mean, he's certainly done enough to get into the United team, and Solskjaer has shown shown him, you know, he's given him the respect that he deserves. He's given him starting spots in league games and basically made De Gea the cup goalkeeper.
0: But do you, uh, think, do you do you think Solskjaer has literally done that just because of the Euros? No, no, okay, no, no I don't think so. It, no, I,
2: I mean, I don't think. Yeah, Henderson in gold. Yeah, it's not for me, Clive. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, I think we all know that Southgate's going to start Pickford. That's that's yeah, and I. If I'm honest, the last few games for Everton, he hasn't really been that bad. Really, he hasn't made that many mistakes.
0: It's even. his distribution it's his distribution because there's no goalkeeper like it. Edison is the only one personally in the prem that comes close.
2: I think it was it was um, it showed didn't it when Nick Pope played in the last few uh, qualifiers and his distribution just wasn't the same as Pickford's and everyone was oh like, God. oh, what's going on here? You know, you know, why is it so different? Oh, because Pickford's not playing, yeah. But, I
0: think, um, fuck it. We just take the no, cycling. We, we just take the cycling GK and deal with it there. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's Foster. fine. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: love Ben Foster.
2: I, I I'd love it if we could have like a mix of like Pope's like actual goalkeeping abilities, but yet yeah, Pickford's distribution. He has yeah. got
0: better. He's got better in the air since Ancelotti came in. I think he's definitely bulked up a bit, which is is helping him more in the air. He's just not obviously not the tallest, even though I believe he's still six foot but when you're coming up when other goalkeepers like i think pope 64 like you 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 do see the difference just by the way he dives and the way he he a lot of people don't like that pickford exaggerates his saves when he goes to the top corner but he kind of has to only being cuz he's so much shorter than other goalkeepers it looks like he's going over the top but if he gets the ball and he looks like a dick oh well really as long as
1: he makes the save yeah yeah no one cares but yeah you're following on from your point Pickford is the distributor. You know, if we've got someone who's making a bombing run in behind um, a defense that plays a high line, because look, if we do get through the group, you know, this is obviously still hypothetical, though we're probably one of the favorites. Right. We go through and we play either the winner or second place from the group of death. If they play a high line and you've got Pickford, you there's no other keeper other than probably Edison in world football that you want launching that ball over the top. Yeah. And if you've got the pace of Sterling or Rashford or Sancho or whoever in behind, you know, you're good as gold. Whereas if you are probably going to be under the caution, facing a lot of shots, which you could be against any of those teams, you want probably Nick Pope in there because you know he's going to stop goals from going in or as many goals from going in.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Definitely, yeah. I think um, the next the next thing I'm going to have to ask is about the strikers because it's very obvious that Harry Kane's going to go and he's going to be our starting man, 100%. There's, there's no doubting that he's the, the, one of the one of the best strikers in the world, not just England. Now, we've got Ollie Watkins, we've got Patrick Bamford, we've got Danny Ings, uh, Tammy Abraham, obviously still Chelsea's top goal scorer, but being left out of the FA Cup final squad, I think that's a sign from Tuchel to say you need to leave. Um
2: and obviously, yeah, uh, you've missed uh, you missed one
0: out there. Go on, Lewin. Oh, oh God, yeah, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason I the reason I've not been talking about Calvert Lewin very much is Everton have really been lacking goals this second half of the season. Yeah, he started off brilliantly. Okay, no doubt, and he probably will go, but yeah. he he does fit the England um, like persona. He's a big guy. He'll win the ball, he'll hold it up, he flick it on to Sancho, Grealish, Foden, all of our wingers. I mean, that's, <laughs> there's a lot of I players he's, there. He's,
2: um, he's like a different option to Kane, isn't he? He's not like got the the finishing Kane, of Kane. He's got
1: a bit of everything, whereas yeah, yeah. Calvin think, is the lynch pin up
2: top. Yeah. Cal, Calvin's a bit more focused on aerial like battles and he'll
0: win every header, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I personally, it's going to be an, a big shout. If I was England manager right now, I'd go Kane, Culvert, lewin Patrick Bamford, and I would take Ivan Tony because he has just broken the championship record. He's just got 31 goals. And to me, he's a, he's a big striker. He's quick. He can score goals. I, I don't know why we don't... Oh, I know, okay, the championship isn't always the best place to look, but a yeah, striker yeah. like that, he has been well, he's been phenomenal this season.
2: It's funny, and it? it's um, Southgate's mantra of only pick from the Prem or or the, the equivalent top, top division, division top in another country, yeah, which yeah. is which is stupid, yeah. yeah. Because, well, I think Tony's time will definitely come though, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I well, mean, no, he's gonna no be no a,
0: matter what. I think yeah. we said it in our group chat no matter what, next season, Ivan Tony is a Premier League striker. Whether that be yeah. with Brentford, West Ham, Villa, Brighton, they're all chasing him if Brentford don't go up. Now,
2: I, I, I think. Um, sorry to pull it back. I think instead of Tony in that pick, I think it's got to be Watkins. To be honest, I think the season he's had of a Villa, like he's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and the thing I, is, like, I'd love to take. I'd love to take Watkins, but the, the thing is, if Watkins, he's not an out-and-out striker because he's. Obviously, Bat Brentford. He used to go out on on the wing a little bit. He's he's a left sided player. Um, and the thing is, we already have a lot of wingers. Like I think, well, Sterling, Sancho, Rashford, Grealish. I don't know who I'm missing. Um, Foden can play on the wing. Uh, Saka can play on the wing. Smith Rowe could possibly get in there. The 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 list for England is never ending.
2: Yeah, I I get your point definitely. Yeah, I mean. Again, it's we're we're blessed or cursed with too many strikers, aren't we? That are sort of on the same sort of level. Yeah,
0: there's definitely going to be some big players that miss out this summer, and it's sad to see because definitely. I don't I don't think James Madison will go just because of other players in this position, which is a shame.
1: I think also because of injury, because he's been injured for so long and hasn't really hit the same form.
0: Yeah, but then, and then, then do, do, you think, the, do you think Jack, do you think Jack Grealish should go?
1: I think he will just because of his influence in the midfield as a leader as well, because he's been Villa captain, but also because he's that person that you can literally give the ball and say, just go out and create something, and he will.
0: And the thing is with him, he will bring us so many free kicks, and then that will let us put... Yeah, exactly. Calvert lewins on the pitch, and we've got a free kick up there. We're guaranteed someone to win a header. Not necessarily a goal, but Kane, Calvert lewin Maguire, Stones will win a header up there from one of those balls in. And that's why I think if you take Grealish and he gets those fouls, I've said it from the start. I think James Ward prowse should go.
2: Yeah, 100 percent yeah, The one I'm a bit um sad about is um uh Barnes, Harvey Barnes really. Because yeah, because, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. At the start to the middle of this season he was incredible. But like, he was hit hit by an injury and it's just just really sad because I think he was almost a to get in there. But yeah, I think um, in terms of Ward Prowse, I mean, definitely go. I mean, in terms of a m- midfielder, they got all it's him, isn't it? Really. Well, it's like <laughs> it's
0: it's, Ward- he he go as the like for the same reason Beckham went. Like they, I, I'm not comparing him to Beckham in the sense of a footballer, but a dead ball specialist. He's the best yeah. In, yeah. In, the, in the whole England <sighs> squad. He is the best definitely I agree
1: with that yeah
0: well I I think that's our England talk done we're back the same time next week with group E and I'll be joined by Luis Costa thank you very much boys
1: no Cheers. worries mate see ya